Hello, and thank you for checking out this Uniquely Divine Conversations podcast. I am Karen Slack, the owner of Unique Beauty and Meditation. And I'm Danielle Graham from Divine Clarity. We are here together sharing conversations about spirituality, life, and everything in between. And we are grateful for your comments and your shares and your subscribes so that we can continue to have these conversations. And just as a reminder, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. These are conversations about our life and our experiences. And yeah, yours could be different and that's okay. So check out this episode and enjoy. Hello, good afternoon. Hi, Danielle, how are you today? I'm wonderful. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. It's been a few weeks since we visited for our podcast, so thank you for those that were patient till we got to our next episode. Sometimes life happens and we need a little bit of time to be in our life and revisit later, and that's what we took, so thank you for your patience. Um, before we get started, we would like to take the opportunity to encourage you to look up and find some information about our Living Intuitively with Tarot events that are coming up. We have launched this process and it's a great way to embrace, get to know Tarot, get to know our unique expression in that, and also expand your meditative process. So if you want more information, you can connect with either of us um, on our social medias or directly. And we would love to share that with you. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, so Danielle, tell me a little bit about what's been going on with you. How's life? Oh, well, we were having this discussion earlier and life just has a way of, um, getting all lifey on us <laughs> and sometimes blowing up in our faces. Um, I've been having some uh, medical things going on with some family members that kind of took me out of my normal routine. This is kind of what we wanted to talk about today. You know, I, I think it's a common misconception that people think when we do what we do, that we're able to stay in this mode and in this routine um, while we go through life. And that's just not always so. Sometimes life has a way of knocking us out of our routine to get us to do the things we need to do and experience the things we need to experience here in life. And while uh, my family and I were going through this, I was not able to be in this spiritual mode as much as I would have liked to. Sometimes you just have to be the, the daughter, the family member, the, um, the experiencer and go with that. And that's what we wanted to talk about today. We wanted to talk about when life happens because it does for everyone. How do you get back to good? What's that reset button? What about you, Karen? What knocked Absolutely. you off your routine? <laughs> Absolutely. I, well, and it doesn't always have to be negative things. Yes. When we have experiences that are not pleasant in our life, that knocks us off really quickly and easily, but it doesn't always have to be those negative experiences. It can be positive experiences or just shift in process that does knock us off our process, our routine. Um, we recently took a vacation to the ocean, which for the most part was amazing. However, my littlest was sick through the, through the process of it and had an ear infection and she's all better now, but it was this whole, it was a whole process that was a little bit more intense because it wasn't at home and we weren't in our normal routine. And I guess 
we had kind of, I kind of walked into vacation with expectations and those expectations didn't happen. And I think sometimes when life hands us stuff and it throws us off of our expectations, one of the first things to go is our spiritual routine. Um, and when we were traveling back from the Outer Banks, I got thinking about the GPS. And when we would look through our route, you know, you, you scroll ahead a little bit to see what's coming. And then you hit that recenter button and it just recenters for you. And I thought it would be beautiful if in life we had a recenter button that we could just hit and find our place again. But so often we don't have that handy little dandy little easy button to click and we have to find ways to recenter ourselves, whether it's after something not so pleasant or something pleasant. So I guess I like the idea of us chatting about that. And I also like that we get to own that the spiritual process doesn't have to be balanced all the time and that we get to in sharing our own process with that hopefully we allow others to set down the expectation of having a perfect spiritual process all the time because we are not perfect individuals all the time so our process in life chances are is not going to be Right. I, I do just want to um, touch on that for a minute, because when you said balance, remember, we've always talked about this is balance and perfect is not balance. And so maybe this is balanced, you know, getting knocked off once in a while, finding our recenter, getting knocked off again, finding our recenter. And you're right. I mean, it could be beautiful, joyous things. I know when I go on vacation, I just try to be on that vacation and live those expectations vacation has for you. So that knocks me off sometimes too. Um, and one other situation that I was thinking of while you were talking was uh, about a year and a half ago, I was hospitalized. We talked about this before too. And I spent five days alone in the hospital because um, it was COVID, no visitors. And uh, one day, like my fourth day, I was just completely overwhelmed and I was so upset and I didn't know why. And I just had all these feelings and I didn't know why. And you know, if I had my wits about me and if I was in my normal routine, I probably would have said, you're picking up on all the energies around you in this hospital. You know, where's your center? Find your focus, know what's yours, know what's not yours. But I didn't until I think it was the very end of the day or the next day. And finally I was like, oh my goodness. And then I was able to hit that reset button and get myself back to good. And I know, you know, being empathic the way you are, Karen, you must get a lot of that too, where other people's emotions and, and actions can weigh on you as well. Are you able to know right away that that's not yours? No, not at all. It, it, actually, I... I guess that's where finding our center again and letting go of expectation requires a little bit of self-forgiveness. And that's where I need to forgive myself because I automatically discredit my emotions as something I'm, I'm picking up as others and automatically own them as my own. And to the point that sometimes I'm owning more than what's my own too often. And that's one thing that happened on vacation is I didn't give myself preparation as an empath. Like we were in a house with a lot of other people. It was a beautiful experience, um, but it was a new space. It was a new energy and it was new people. And I didn't credit, I didn't establish any boundaries or 
clear the space. And when I started tapping into, I guess when we started experiencing Ava having an ear infection and not being well, it just built up this energy. And I didn't realize it till I got home that maybe if I had implemented some of my energetic care tools, I would have been able to recenter a little bit easier and recognize a more healthy mindset in the process. But I didn't because I was in it. And you have shared something when we were talking earlier about just being, sometimes we just have to be in the experience and experience it, not control it, not fix it, not be different in it, just experience it. And I guess that's what I take away from this is that as wonderful as a vacation was, I acknowledge the way I experienced it, but I also acknowledge, okay, I want to be more aware of the energies around me and what is mine and what isn't mine, not only within my spiritual work, but also in the moments that I'm not in my spiritual work. Right. There's lessons in it all, you know, and like I said to you when we were talking about it before, maybe this will just the next time it happens, because there will be a next time, we'll just pick up on it a little faster, a little quicker, maybe, you know, maybe not on day one, but <laughs> hopefully a little quicker than last time each time until we find that balance. And one of the things that I think we often do as spiritual practitioners and people that are leaning into their spiritual selves as more of a professional level, I think we have a tendency to put everything in that work box, put in everything in that spiritual compartment. That spiritual compartment is work. So when we're not working, that goes over there. And we forget that we have a whole spiritual self as an individual completely separate from work. And that maybe we get to have these experiences spiritually for ourselves. So like one of the things that I loved about our vacation is we, my husband actually took me to some of the lighthouses that were in Outer Banks. And there's some stories to those lighthouses of possible energies that are still around or hauntings or what have you spirits that spirit energy that could still be there. And I loved how he acknowledged that he also knew not to tell me a whole lot about their history, not to really say anything. So I could have a, just a blind experience with that. Cause that actually is something I would love to get into, but I was able, I made sure that I centered myself for those experiences because that felt more like work. Yet I didn't for myself within the daily process of life, looking back on it. Now I made sure I took time to do my meditation and to find my center before those experiences, but I didn't do it on a daily basis when I was dealing with my daughter who was slept for 14 hours or what have you. I didn't put it in there at all. <laughs> right. You have these these steps that we go through for work and these steps that we go through for home. And they don't necessarily have to be so different all the time. Yep. That was a great point. So what are some of the ways that you recenter? Like we talk about recentering and calming that overly done seesaw what are some of the ways that you recenter well first and foremost and I share this with my clients too is breath work to me that is first and foremost all the time it's like stop take a breath you don't even have to figure out where the feelings are coming from or you know what's going on in the mayhem just stop and take a breath 
Um, another thing I always do is to um, remember to release the energies not belonging to me back to the universe. So I, I actually have a little saying. I say, um, I ask that all the energies not belonging to me or this space be released back into the universe for healing and purification. No judgment. I don't need to know what they are, who they came from, where they came from, just be gone. I know it's not mine. So that is very powerful for me. And if I'm home, when things like this happen, which often it does, I will uh, take a bath in Epsom salt or sometimes just um, stick it on the top of my head in the shower and repeat that phrase, whatever it is I feel like I need to do, that will get me back to good. But again, first and foremost, that stopping, take a breath, witness, allowing, that's my my go-to. What about you? I, I completely agree with the breath work. And I love the notion of, I let go of any energies that know, that are not mine. Um, <laughs> I, I chuckled at the notion of, you don't need to process it. You don't need to know about it. You just need to let it go. <laughs> There's a part of me is like, what do you mean? We don't need to know all about it. Because that's, that's kind of, my thing like taking an energy and understanding all sides of it like it kind of really get excited in that but i don't have to do that all the time so no, i you love don't have to do it in the moment yeah we can do that later by messenger we could do that here but you do not need to do it in the moment you can just right. let it go <laughs> right so i admire the ability to say it and let it go because that takes extra practice for me but i'd have to say the breath work stopping and breathing and that's actually something we're working with my little one is, okay, take a deep breath. And part also is what am I feeling? Because sometimes it feels like there's so much that I'm feeling. Part of it is stopping, taking a breath and recognizing what am I feeling and allowing myself to be in that feeling for a minute. Like I'm mad. Okay. This is what I'm mad about. I need to be in it. I am mad. Or breathing and like letting things filter out if i'm overwhelmed by a lot if that makes sense sure sure it does meditation of course is always a great centering tool for me i have a few little five minute meditations that i do as well as i've recently been working with building routines to help refocus that energy each morning and i find that recentering and when I let go of that routine, I find that I, I need to work harder at finding my center. Um, the ocean was beautifully recentering for me. And it acknowledged when I can find places that have the water, the wind, the sun, and the earth, I feel like those are places that really help me recenter. And there's a beautiful recentering agent to the ocean and to water that I really enjoyed. Yeah, 100%. Um, I agree with that. I think that's why I gravitate towards the shower at home. I need that water element. I want that water element. Yep. And you mentioned about um, routine too, because if you, if you had said to me weeks ago, 
meditation is how I can reset, I would have been like, not me, because <laughs> this monkey mind is not quieting for anything, especially when I'm in the middle of something. But since, uh, what, about a week now, a little over a week, a little under a week, I can't remember, I have been devoting 10 minutes each morning to meditation, to just quiet time. And now I can understand you saying that, because now I feel like that would help me reset, where a week and a half ago, I couldn't imagine that being a tool. And I, I love that it, it's taking you, it, the like we had mentioned in our regular conversations, that consistency of doing it. It doesn't have to be 20, 30 minutes each day, even if it's just a couple minutes each day, that consistent visit is what has made the difference. I love that. Right. I love and that. we've talked about many times about how that just sets the tone to our day and how we can feel scattered. And I don't know, maybe sometimes make toast and a wrap in the morning. <laughs> when you're scattered because you haven't had that moment to yourself and i really appreciate that moment now yep i find for me that moment comes with unpacking i don't realize often how much is going on in my head and within my energy and within within my emotions excuse me and i find myself that recentering moment sometimes feels chaotic because all of it is happening at once in my mind or all of it is happening at once in my emotions and it's not making sense. It's just overwhelming. But to sit and breathe and witness that overwhelm within that meditative experience seems more powerful than when I'm able to, at times, seems more powerful than when I'm able to truly find a deep spiritual connection in my meditation. Right. Let's just take a second and honor that and acknowledge that, that sometimes it's not it is going to be chaotic when you're hitting that reset button. It's not an automatic, ah, everything's perfect in the world. It just doesn't happen like that. The chaos Absolutely. can be okay. And like we had talked about with the monkey mind, it's not that the monkey mind shuts off. It's that we learn to be with it. And we learn to let pass the parts that don't serve us now and to acknowledge the parts that need to be addressed. Yeah, I love the way you said that to me the other day about learning to work with the monkey mind because it's just not gonna disappear. Some days it's better than others, some days it's more quiet than, than others, but it doesn't disappear. So we yep. do have to learn to navigate that. Absolutely. And a couple other ways for recentering. Um, every once in a while I will burn, like today, sitting down and recentering with work and of course because it's work I'm more purposeful about it I need to be more purposeful in my life about it hello raw vulnerable not perfect moment um lighting a little bit of sage or incense and honoring that the intention is to clear the energy of the space whether you believe that that does clear the energy of their space or not I'll leave that with you however for me it's the intention of it that is powerful. Um, Reiki is also very centering for me. Having that as a tool within my routine has been super powerful and allowing that within my spaces, like my workspaces, I set the intention and I use some of the techniques with Reiki to center my space. Um, but then I've also heard people that find hiking Mm -hmm. very centering um yoga can be very centering i think there's something about the physical movement of the body with yoga that that 
so many people connect with. Yeah, I was just going to say that it doesn't have to be something spiritual for you to be able to reconnect. It could be just getting back into your routine, whatever that is for you. Yoga, I think it's because there's so many grounding poses. There's so many body parts that are strongly planted purposefully to the ground. That that makes me feel that way. Um, you talk about intention. I have the diffuser going with a grounding. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's for grounding an essential oil inside. I have a water element that's playing in the corner too. So I can hear that because that's very grounding for me. But even shuffling cards, I don't have to pull one. I don't have to look at them. Shuffling cards is grounding. So maybe for you, it is taking a walk. Maybe for you, it's drawing, writing, um, reading, whatever your norm, whatever that calm reset is for you. It does not have to be something spiritual. Also the notion of fidgeting. Yeah. Like I have a bracelet that I'll fidget with and I have a salt stone that I'll hang on to um, that actually the salt stones have begun, become a very favorite tool within my house. Um, I don't know so much if my teenager is using hers as much because, you know, um, but I know that Ava, that's a big thing is, okay, go sit with your salt stone for a minute and it gives a weighted presence for her to focus on so that yeah. she can find her center. Um, and I just got to say, I think that sometimes when you get way off center, like you've even lost, if you, if your energy is the picture of a GPS in the car, you're not even close to even seeing where the road is ahead and you need to really recenter your way off track, having a full day just to not do anything and to just be and to binge watch sappy movies and cry or to you know, get lost in the Avengers movies, which is one thing we do in my house. I feel like those days when you just disconnect for a little bit can be super recentering as well. Yeah, that's a great point. It's an ebb and flow for sure. It's a what? An ebb and, and flow. flow. Yes. Sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> right. So what do you say since we're both grounding and pull and shuffling some cards that we pull a card? Absolutely. Oh, one last thought that I thought of when you were talking about your elements in your room, music yeah. is another one for me. Music is very much another one for me. It's funny, isn't it? How many tools we can name off yet when we're in the moment, we can't think of one thing to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that could be a question that we get to pose as each other as friends, or we get to pose to those in our family. Okay. You seem a little off center right now. What can you do? What do you need to find your center to find your balance? And I think I'm going to use that. I may not, I may not be, people may not like it, but I'm going to ask, what do you need to refind your center? I, I see you asking your children that, and our granddaughter goes through that. Um, where now I think parenting has changed a little, at least from what I see and in my circle, where um, we're asking that of children. What is it you need? Maybe you need to take a breath and think about, you know, tell me what you need from here. Where when I was growing up or even when I was raising our child, that really wasn't a thing as much. I love that. I love that we're teaching our kids that. Yeah, we often ask our little one, where do you feel it? Mm -hmm. do you feel it like she often talks about how she's afraid she's going to get sick or her or she feels it in her her tummy's upset so i'll ask her where do you feel it 
is it in your belly or is it in your mind or is it something you're afraid of and then we'll often ask her does it feel like this or does it feel like this and that helps her decipher what she's feeling physically and then we go into are you nervous what are you nervous about so yeah no i i i glad that i'm glad that gets to be part of the dialogue it's empowering yep okay go ahead and pull what cards are you working with today I actually have been drawn to use my own cards lately. I've been pulling them from my business page and been sitting shuffling them. So I think I will just pull one from here. So I just asked, what is it? Um, <laughs> that's funny. What is it everyone needs to know? And it is a picture of the ocean, oddly enough. <laughs> this is... Um, Maine, it's a gunquit. When we went to visit a gunquit, it was our first and only time in Southern Maine. Usually we're mid-Maine visitors, but um, this, I mean, just the color itself, this lavender, the pink, the um, blues in it is so very calming and connecting for me. All of those colors are about connecting for me. Um, the pink in there is bringing in that heart chakra and that love for me. Um, this again the elements are very calming and very recentering it's the sounds of the oceans in one of your posts and i love it and i'm gonna remember it forever is the weight of the sand and how the sand can shift underneath you yet still be so su supportive no one ever talks about the sand <laughs> um but all of it all of these elements there's water air um, no fire, but earth all here to support you and to help recenter you. So use them. I just, I love that card. It brings me right back to that day and that feeling. And um, it is very centering for me itself. I love that. And I love that there, even though there isn't direct fire, there's the light, there's the sun mm -hmm. in me, that's fire as well. But I also love that it's settled in its setting because it gives us permission to not be fired up and to be maybe have more of a subdued energy within that element. And I think that that, that offers it almost like it calms down that more powerful side so that we can listen to the more subtler sides of ourselves. I love that. I love that. Very cool. So I have a new deck that I bought on vacation. It is the Wild Harmonic Oracle, um, Gabriel Marihue. It's a, it's actually the cards are circular. So it's very different. I'm gonna pull one from here. All right. Um, I love that you're loving this deck so much. <laughs> I know, right? So I love the moon. I love how it highlights the water. I feel like being that we've got this river here that honors a consistent flow in our life. It honors that consistent renewal. You can stand by the same river, the same creek every day and still experience a different energy because that water is different every day. And we often forget the power of the flow of water it finds a way to get where it needs to go and it finds a path of least resistance or it creates its own path of least resistance. And I think that this water is settled and smooth. I feel like that honors our ability to quiet our more active, powerful side 
and to listen to that more intuitive emotional side and to allow balance and flow into our life. Um, I love that these, the earth around it, the hills, they feel more manicured and controlled. They feel more organized. So it helps us flow through and find that order within our life. And I love the moon and how it accents our intuitive side and that the, like when it, when we go outside at night, there's a part in our mind that's like, I can't see like I can during the day. So it activates our sense our other senses. And I like that this does that. Um, the, the, it talks about the water of dimensional. It talks about different elements in this deck and the idea of the water element honors our sacral chakra and honors our emotional flow. Um, and the dimensional honors a higher awareness or a connection to a higher power. So through flowing with our emotions, through flowing with that energy, we get to connect to a higher ideal or we find our way to a higher understanding. So that's beautiful. I'm reminded when I look at it, I'm reminded of uh, we will watch survival shows and, and things. And when people are lost, they always go for the water and follow the water down river. And I feel like if you go with the flow of the water, it will lead you out of that lost feeling but yep. you can certainly choose to go against the grain, but it's not going to get you anywhere fast, but learning how to go with that flow and to find yourself. Absolutely. I love that. Very cool. Very cool. So any last minute thoughts, Danielle, for any of our discussion today or on either of the cards? Um, I think I just... I just want to remind people it's okay when you're knocked off kilter and to expect it because that's what life is all about. Life is not going to be this line of perfection, this, you know, point A to point B. It's always going to be that ebb and flow, like you said. And the more we are centered inside, the less we're going to let everything outside knock us off our game. So, you know, the more times we can reconnect, you can reconnect a hundred times in one day if you need to, it's okay. But the more we can reconnect, recenter and find ourselves, the better off we'll be. Absolutely. Amen. I agree. Perfect. <laughs> um, we would invite you to check out our websites and our social media. Uh, we will add some links to the description below. Um, and we invite you to join us for our living intuitively through tarot. We are excited about this adventure through the tarot energy and to get to know it more and to get to know ourselves more in relation to it. Um, if you or anybody you know is interested, connect with us. Um, and I love that it allow, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I love that the way we present it is allowing everyone to find what it means for them. And it's not us giving our interpretation of a card, but giving you the space to find what it means for you. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I like that it fits into, it's not a specific tarot deck. It fits mm -hmm. into any, any tarot deck. And I actually found myself with this deck. This is not a tarot deck. And I found myself, the first one that we're working with is the fool. And when I was shuffling through this deck, you need to know it and pulling cards, I found a leap of faith card. I don't even know where it is now, but I'm like, that completely fits with some of the notions of the fool. Yes. So we can implement these ideals into more than just working with tarot. So. Right. And you don't need to be a tarot reader and you don't even need to have a tarot deck to do this, uh, to live intuitively with tarot. <laughs> Absolutely. 
and I and I have to say, admittedly, personally, I I lean more into other different unique decks. I don't necessarily read tarot on a regular basis. I love the notion of creating meditations to inspire the characters of tarot or the energies of tarot. So I'm all in in exploring this with you and I'm not as well versed in tarot like Danielle is. So welcome to the crowd. <laughs> It's going to be an experience for all of us. We'll each pick up what we need to from it. And I love that it allows for that. Absolutely. Very cool. So thank you for those that joined us. Thank you for your patience as we took a little bit of a hiatus and then found our way back. And if you have any questions for us, don't be afraid to let us know.